We've set up in his office and he joins me this morning. Simon, great to see you, mate. How are you? Good, Michael. Good to be on. Um, uh, great to have you here. Um, and where we are, just paint the picture for a lot of the listeners uh, that have tuned in because it's the most magnificent view and this is where you set up every morning. This is my office. So uh, when the horses are in the stalls, I go down and bark the instructions and walk up into this beautiful area. Overlook, you can see the whole track uh, and you can hear them breathing as they come past and uh, it's, it's a beautiful view when the weather's like this it's outstanding so. it's about five years since i've been to ascot and every time I, i've i've only been here about three times but i walk in and i automatically just feel the track and the history it is such a beautiful race course it reminds me a little bit of of the style of eagle farm in in brisbane as well where you've got the old fashioned red brick buildings and um it's just a beautiful course and hopefully they'll have a huge crowd here on saturday as well and it just has that feeling of old school racing doesn't it it, it definitely is old school racing but the, the beautiful thing about ascot is you've got like an abundant amount of shade so obviously, the, you know, the weather gets hotty, but you've got pop-up bars all throughout um, the track. So you can you just stand in the air and just lob a few beers down and uh, <laughs> have, have a bit of fun. Oh, I love it. Racing gets in the way. That's right. Is there a Simon Miller bar here yet? Or uh, I've got a couple, so depending <laughs> on um, crowd-wise. So. You're good mates with Ollie, but you're going to try and spoil the party on Saturday with Valor Road as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I'm here to crush it. <laughs> <laughs> Mercy's for the week. That's exactly right. And um, what happened with that barrier draw? Uh, the top four, Dom Deschutes, 14, Valor Road, 16, Bustler, 15, Mutamek, 17. Yeah, just a little bit of... Uh, there was no love for the for the horses up the top there, so... Uh, I'll, I'll be okay with it. I mean, you'd love to draw single figures, but um, he's a horse who can overcome wide gates. He, he rolls across and he rides the speed whether he's uh in front or second third fourth fifth but he loves a hot tempo when he gets it uh he's last man standing so that 1400 meter start here is it a disadvantage to be drawn out wide or is it your horse can just overcome that oh you'd still it's you'd still like to to draw low because uh you haven't got much of a run to the to the first bend but he's um he'll be all right he gets out real quick and and can sustain a long run, so it, it won't worry him. It won't worry him. It's been a great carnival over here. I know we had that super hot um, railway stakes meeting, but the prize money, you know, you're racing for 1.5 million dollars again on the weekend. From where racing was um, not so long ago over in WA, it's been a, a quick rise, hasn't it? It has, uh, and it was funny when we announced four one and a half million dollar races. It was like, well, this will get the Eastern Staters back again. We're away. And then Valandis, about a week later, just lassoed more money at the Sydney. And then it was like, oh, we're a mile off him again. <laughs> so, I mean, look, we're trying. One and a half, still very good prize money. But it's hard to compete with the Eastern Staters now. Like, you know, they're carnival to carnival and they're just big spuds. So, um, unless they specifically target for this, uh, generally the afterthought horses don't usually get the job done. Well, you've only had a couple that have come here. Uh, Overpass got the job done and then Zaki got nutted last last week but from your point of view um you're an australian wide trainer but uh are you almost quite happy that it's the locals fighting out these races it's not the top three or four from eastern states taking the money no i I like the big guns to come over yeah i do because you want to you want to go against the best when the big big money's on offer so i enjoy taking them on and also you know they've got to come over and you've got a major advantage when you're in your own backyard it's it's so much easier uh not not easier as in you're going to win but you know the eastern staters have to travel over like what about the ones that 
when we in the railway, welcome to Perth. We had the heat wave. They got off the plane and had to deal with that. So, you know, it can be challenging and tricky, but that's like uh, any trainer when you travel horses. You need things to go your way. And uh, But, it was look, Zaki here was outstanding. Uh, overpass was good. So it promotes, promotes the game, and, and we need those good horses to come here to, to put um, bums on seats. Is there a little part of you that's sad that you don't have Amelia's here for your big races? Uh, you, now it is because you're in the, mm. the heart of it. So, you know, the gold rush would have been right up a rally as, as would have the winter bottom. Um, so, yeah, you, you you miss that now. But, geez, like grand final leave, like winning at Flemington was just amazing. Grand final leave at the Valley, it was just something I'll always cherish. It was wild. Like there was bands going off. DJ and the atmosphere in between races, it was just electric so that's one thing I'll, I'll forever cherish um, that night and it was just, it was insane. But Well, speaking of grand finals, you're a Geelong man, it was a little bit like uh, Yatesy coming off the square for Deborah Burton when she went to Sydney wasn't it? <laughs> oh, that's actually very good. <laughs> <laughs> she got knocked yeah. from pillar to post. Yeah, how, welcome to Sydney, yeah. get a bit of this. How did she come through that? She was, um, she went straight, it's not ideal, you go to the races and then you go straight from there to the vet clinic, so she stayed there till Monday. Uh, we dodged two bullets, it was uh, two little areas where it could have got into the joint, and if it did, then you're in snake venom territory, but, but um, luckily enough, it just missed both times. So um, we got released on the Monday, and then she went to an adjustment centre and waited for the connecting flight to, to come back with the Eastern status. So I put her into work here when she came back, um, I just just for a week. I just wanted to um, sort of make sure her action was was smooth, her attitude was good. I just wanted to have a look at her. And so when she was popping around here for the week, every, everyone thought she's heading to the gold rush yeah. and we're away. <laughs> so there was a bit of a media frenzy over here, but it was like, no, 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 I just wanted to make sure she was all right. And, and her, she was sound, her action was great, her attitude was, was brilliant. So it was like, well, now you can go to the paddock. So, um. and, and for a filly or a mare like her, when she um, comes back, is there any concern of, of like any mental scarring when you have a big moment like that she's been so dominant in her races and to get roughed up like she picked herself up and hit the line well can they take any negativity out of a, a, an incident like that i think some can michael and i suppose the pleasing thing was that her attitude when i put, put her into work back here it was good so it wasn't like she was off the world so i'm pretty confident she'll just go back and, and go back in a normal swing but you look at all her form whether it be prior to going across uh, like last year we were beaten up on Bustler every every mm. um, every time we met and he's come out and won the railway um, you know we, prior to Jenny in Melbourne form was franked through the super her, so uh, the Quokka form last year and then Overpass comes and wins the winner bottom this year so every little bit of form wherever she goes it just holds up and I suppose it's a reflection of where she's at and her ability. So, so what's on the wish list with her? What are you going to do in the autumn? Uh, we'll do the Quaker, and then I was originally probably going to just duck across and do like a Sangster, uh, Goodwood, or but the Sangster's a week after the Quaker now, so that you rule that out. So basically, you'd go there for the Goodwood if we did that, or we go to Brisbane. So. Um, a Stradbroke? Yeah. Oh, just... Uh, I haven't... The Kingsford Smith and the... Yep. Um, it's, it, and that gives you enough time to bring her back for a, a big spring carnival? Yeah, yeah, it would. Yep, so... What are you thinking? Because obviously you've got the money of the Everest, um, but there's been talk about... A lot of Cox Plate talk, but do you in your mind now think that she's probably going to be 
a little bit like what Peter Moody said with I Wish I Win. He said, if I could set this horse to win a Cox Plate, I reckon he'd go very close, but I'm not going to ignore the money. So he's going to be a sprinter. Yep. Is is that almost the same thought for you? Yeah, my, my thought process is just keep her at sprinting and, until she loses that that sprint and then you can just keep stepping out in distance but I suppose if you go out in trip it's hard to drop straight back in so um, maybe the quokka might paint a picture for us again if it looks like she just needs that 1400 or a mile uh, or she's changing but if she comes out and picks them up and puts them down in a quokka well then mm. you, you're just hell bent on staying to the short course but it's still frustrating like I, I constantly say it but I, I still don't know is she like a mile or she holds a record at the valley over a mile she won a group one at 1800 and pulled away from him and she's won nearly won a quokka so so what is she it, i don't really know she there's so many good races did you get a little bit uh, itchy when you were watching the hong kong internationals loved it Sunday? yeah and you don't know love the most the big guns come to the full mm. and and that's what you want for racing like there's just they stood up. Would you like to take her on a world stage? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to travel her. But uh, we'll, we'll just get through the quokka first. And then, like, the money in the spring over East Melbourne or Sydney, it's just insane. Yeah. So, um, What about... Has she got a, a sibling or a brother that's yeah, coming through? Yeah, a full brother. It's in France at the moment. Yeah. So it'll go through the Easter sales, I think, when it comes back, so... Okay, um, so Walsh, he's not going to put his hand up for that? He's just selling it? or Yeah, Colt. He sells Colts, keeps Colts, fillies. Yep. Okay. So I was sweating on it being a filly. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. Uh, I'm with Simon Miller here. We're live at Ascot. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about some Ollie stories. Uh, you've known David Oliver for a very long time, and you've got some beauties as well. Um, you're obviously not that good of mates. You couldn't find a ride for him on his last day here as well. No, no. So just my riders, even Damien Lane, I couldn't get him to sit as well. So no. they both reminded me, don't worry. There was, <laughs> there was some direct messages. <laughs> hey, if you want to send Simon Miller a message, ask him a question, send it through on the SMS machine. We're live from Ascot, counting down to Ollie's final race day. Plenty more to come on the other side of this. The news and stories from Racing's Heartland. This is RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. We're live from Ascot. Simon Miller's uh, special guest kicking off the show. Uh, Fred Kersley will join us a little later. We'll have a chat to the local media superstar, Britt Taylor, who I haven't seen since Melbourne Cup Week, and she's got a lot of news as well. And we'll find you a few winners a little later today. Don't forget, we've got the Twilight meeting at Caulfield this afternoon as well. Now, Simon, I know you and Ollie have known each other for a long time. Tell us about the Ollie that we don't see um, in front of the camera. What's he like behind the closed doors? Well, I was, when I was obviously cutting my teeth at Robbie Griffiths, I was fortunate enough to go to the Cox Plate uh, golf days leading into, um, naturally, the Cox Plate. And so Ollie and I sometimes got paired up in the same team. And he's from, from the first hole to the 18th, he's competitive mm. and I was like well I'm glad I'm with you not against you here so we had a couple of good days there where we won and then um, even just race day like when I used to look after Robbie he's like he just it's you know he's win at all costs he just plays to win every time and 
and I suppose that's why he's been so successful. You put a bit of money down uh, every hole. Doesn't mind a bet on the golf course. Yeah, it was good, but um, it was uh, Ambrose, so we weren't sort of going against our, our teammates. We were <laughs> going against the rest of them. So, but don't worry, we got onto the par threes. He said, right nearest to the pin, twenty bucks each. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I had Darren Gatchy in the studio yesterday, and he was talking about he remembers when he first came across from WA because Gatchy was basically the number one rider at the time for for Lee Freeman, and he said this young kid comes across and he just watched him at track work and then in a couple of races and he said this kid's going to be a champion he knew straight away just the way he would ride his races and get the horses into position did you see that when you first rolled into ollie about how he rides his races is sometimes different to how most jockeys ride well the elite ones they're reaction times quicker than others so when others are half thinking of taking that spot they're already in there and and that's why they're just so elite um they've just got full vision that you know their the reaction time's quicker so but um yeah i remember one, probably one of my funny stories um uh, i was leaving mooney valley cox plate day and it was the end of the day and uh, i had to go to a function in the city and uh, i was walking out in the taxi lineup was like 400 deep and then you hear this you need a lift and it was ollie <laughs> and i was like really i said i've got to go in the city for a function he goes yeah i'll drop you off so i just rolled into the function did i name drop <laughs> i said yeah i had me chauffeur they had me chauffeur da drop me off it was i was sitting there i was like this is unbelievable i've got i've got him driving me into the town so that was one of my funny ones did um, you um did you put him on many times uh, when he came here yeah we, uh, we um we teamed up pretty good but i think one of the most memorable ones was him and peter walsh uh, had a long-standing uh, relationship for, a, oh, I don't even know how long, before I was even in Perth. And Pete was trying to win the Bunbury Stakes and he had for years and sponsored it. And his dad had tried to win it as well when, when um, Vern was around. And um, I had the right horse to win it and Ollie came over to ride it and uh, he delivered. So the scenes in the Manny Yard post-race, it was very emotional. So... Um, big salute ollie when he went through the line and yeah, it was was pretty cool and how long have you been in wa now simon 15 years 15 years so i mean the the oliver name over here obviously the family history as well and you know it's been a it's been a roller coaster and a soap opera type life for the family hasn't it but just how are they um i suppose revered over here and what's the build-up been to this week in wa the build-up's been huge but even last carnival the carnival before every time he comes back everybody can't get enough of him like the, whether it be the public the trainers put him on um and you watch him go from the jockey's room down to the mounting yard and he gets stopped probably 10 15 times for photos just walking down he, he's a rock star over here and and wa gets really parochial when one of their own goes east you know whether it be horses or, or jockeys and um yeah, but he's, you just see there's a different aura around him when he comes back here. It is the perfect way for him to finish back here in his hometown. And I love what WA Racing have done by putting it on as the last race. Yeah. So his last ride yeah. is in the Damien Oliver Gold Rush. It's got a local time around about 5.30, so 8.30 over in the yeah. uh, eastern states. Um, and you could just imagine the build of the day, the crescendo coming. And I think it's also nice that there's a couple of his contemporaries that he rides against day in day out in Melbourne that'll be in the race as well with Craig Williams and, yep. and Damien Lane plus all the big jocks here yeah it'll be um, 
and, and you're right, like the last the last race, will, so then they can just have scenes and do whatever they want to meet. You know, sports better put up, or Ladbrokes will put up a bet that there's a dollar four. There'll be some champagne. Dollar four. Well, yeah. Can we get on there? Yeah, it's over, I think. <laughs> <laughs> of course it will be. No, there'll be a big presentation after the last day as well. And then um, I, I think he might just slink away for a while. He's probably sick of the media attention. It's been one of the biggest build-ups um, outside of Frankie Dottori, who then decided, hang yeah, on. I'm coming I'm back. I'm coming back. So How could you do that? <laughs> yeah, well, we've been talking to Matt Stewart about he can't possibly come back after the farewells that he's had, Damien Oliver. No. But he's 51 years of age, the same age that Darren Gauchy retired. And talking to Gauchisto, there's not many people in the sport that can call time and have a farewell like this. Glenn yep. Boss did it recently. Um, so I think it's credit to Damien Oliver and credit to all the race clubs that he has been riding through the Spring Carnival and then here to make it a, a famous farewell. And then if Valor Road can knock him off in a photo finish, it'll be oh, yeah. perfect I'm, I'm, for you. I'm here to spoil the party. Don't worry about that. <laughs> He's going well, Valor Road. The old boy is a marvel. So he won his first ever um, start as a two-year-old in the Magic Mans and he went to the Karakata. So he's two for two. My old apprentice... Uh, rode him at the time, Aaron Mitchell, who's over here with Munamek yeah. right now. So um, I told uh, Ollie a funny story about Aaron's first ride when it was going to Pinjarra, and I had I couldn't go to the Magic Man's meeting because I was uh, English Classic Sale, and I was with Harry Mitchell uh, in his marquee. They're just looking at the horses parade, and I knew I knew it would win, um, and so I thought I'd layer up a bit. So when I saw Aaron ring, I put the uh, speaker on. I said, "How are you, mate?" He goes, "Good." So what are you going to do with your five percent? I said I've already spent my ten, and Harry was like, "What is going on here?" And then Aaron said, "Oh, I'm going to get a new car." He said, "I need a new car." I said, "Yeah, perfect. No worries. You been looking?" He goes, "Yep." I said, "Right, I sweet. Good luck." And I, and I hung up. And Harry legitimately thought, "Oh, I'll bring you back and talk tactics." And he goes, "Is that it?" I go, "Oh yeah, this thing will be winning. Don't worry about that." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it was Valor Road. So there, there you go. go. Well, he's, he's been a great horse. He's been a seven million in prize money. And um, who did he beat last start? He beat uh, Dom the Shoe. That's right. But I took him to Adelaide, uh, and he won the three-year-old race in Adelaide, and he was unlucky in the Goodwood. And there was like the horses he beat in that Adelaide race. There was about four Group One winners behind him that day. So well, I didn't know at the time. Like Tafani was in there, uh, Behemoth. Um, trying to think who else was in there. There's another beauty. Any? It was Gitra. Yeah, Gitra. That was the other one. That yeah. was the U. Yeah, the U. Clays. Yeah. Yeah, he was a beauty. So um, he just lost his way last year a little bit. He's actually been around the block a bit. So I said to the owners, um, why don't we just give him give him a proper break? Because good horses aren't afforded breaks because of the carnivals. They just roll one into the other. So we gave him nine months off, and he was out in the back with broodmares and old horses, and just let him be. And we brought him back in, and his action was like a Rolls Royce again. So, and now you've seen what he's done. Like he's he's flying since he's come back. So he's drawn the outside barrier, but you think he, he one of the outside barriers. You think he can overcome that on Saturday? So, just having a look at the market for the Gold Rush, and um, what price is he? Just well, he was a, he was one of the favourites uh, until he drew that gate. So he's nine dollars fifty. Yeah, he'll shave up on the day. They'll come for him. Um, you've got Brave Strike, who goes around in the first. Yeah, that's one you can play. It's had no luck in all the feature races this time in. If it was Rain and Film Stars, she'd get Lassie right now. Just had no luck. <laughs> but she's drawn the right... Sorry, she's in a, a, a winnable race, and, and she's a big chance. 
So she's a, a backable price, four dollars eighty as well. Yep. Um, and Brave Smash, have you got many Brave Smashes? Only her. Yeah, she had a good job for us. Uh, and then in race number seven, you've got Hardly Ever, a $16 pop, and the 12, which Art is... Art of Sabrage. Art of Sabrage. Hot race at. So, um, hard, they've both been going really good behind the scenes, but they, you know, they'll know they're in that race. It's a pretty good race. So they're great chances, but it's, it just need a bit of luck. So get the money early and then have a little something on Valor Road at the yep. HY. Yep, 100%. He's, he's the play. He's the best of ours for the day. Yep. Um, and when do we see you back over in Melbourne town? Uh, you bringing some over in autumn? Yeah, possibly. I might, I'll just see my, my number one seed for the carnival here uh, never <laughs> never got past Trot and Cantering so um, she just had a throat infection so I had to pull up and put her out. Who was that one? Live to Tell. Yep. So she's um, she knocked off Super Smink uh, in the gym crack and then pulled up Shinsaw in the Karakata where she finished second but uh, she's an absolute weapon I was actually going to give her one run here and then bring her over for the Coolmore uh, but I couldn't get her up had to treat the throat so she's back now so she'll be hovering around that January time yep uh, January, February so uh, yeah, I might, if she goes crash bang wallop I could easily put her on a plane and bring her over or um, keep her here for a quokka you mentioned Super Smink. There's been a bit of controversy this week in the West because it's the second emergency and would have been one of the favourites. Actually, Dan Morton just came up here where we are to watch one of his work. So um, it's always tricky with these races and trainers trying to get in with the lightest weight possible. Um, but in the end, she's just missed out. Yeah. What's the locals think about it? Oh, well, everybody knows it's 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 on rating. So you want to dance with the devil and play Russian roulette. It, it, it can bite in the backside. And in this case, it has, like... And I suppose there's some horses in that race that probably shouldn't be there, but at the end of the day, they've got a higher rating, so they're, they're allowed to be there. So, um, yeah, geez, there's been some controversy. The handicapper came on radio and put forward his case then to, the, to our local radio station's defence. They got Daddy on the next day, and he started off, like, really sedate and just and it was like a freight train he was building momentum and then he was away <laughs> oh, I thought if I could just let him go another five minutes it'll get even better so they were shooting shooting um, from the hip well there's nothing like a little bit of controversy to build up to a big race day so unfortunately we won't get to see Super Smick um, she may be over in uh, Melbourne in the Autumn Carnival though which might be good along with some of yours hey Sam you're always great fun we love getting you on in the morning uh, enjoy Saturday enjoy trying to knock off your good mate uh, <laughs> Damien Oliver and um, it's great to come over in uh, in your backyard as well for a couple of days no, thanks Michael it's good uh, good to be on and uh Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there, all, all my fans in uh, in Melbourne and my friends. That's right. So, well, I thoroughly enjoyed myself when I was over there for the carnival. It was it was just from go to woe. It was so enjoyable. Well, we want to see you back there because we've got a co-hosting role at RSN for you as well. So um, yeah, every time you come over, you spend more time in the studio, which is magnificent. Uh, Matty Stewart says his apologies. Uh, WA's missed Matty this week. He's yeah, I think I'll be better for for that come Sunday. So I'm, um, that's, it's okay. I can live with that one. <laughs>